This fuck crazy ass like rubber glove with spikes on it. Oh, the tingler. Is that what that is? What? <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? No, I gotta say, Nick, what are we talking about today on this episode of the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect? Keep keep fucking going. Keep going with it. Uh, bad, 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 bizarre, bizarre otherwise noteworthy music, music to figure yeah. out how it died. <laughs> I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm completely normal Steve Trollinger, <laughs> who knows nothing about anything abnormal. Yes, and uh, welcome to another episode of B-Sides. Is it fucking hot in here? Oh, Steve, you're really turning right over there. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Have you experienced blood loss or something? Oh, <laughs> Yes, I, that I was lo- a very clever tie I, into the show I, subject material. I lo- yeah. No, he's thinking about erections. That's exactly what I was saying. Oh, not the, not the blood synth that no, we're discussing he, today. So I, this is how this is how you can tell I've spent too much time with Mike. I don't need to hear him use words anymore. <laughs> I can tell based on context clues and his laughter what he is thinking about because you you said steve are you experiencing blood loss he started chuckling <laughs> like a teenager <laughs> and then couldn't talk and i knew instantaneously based on the previous conversation that he was thinking that i had an erection steve's just worked his way into my brain steve we have like- loves <laughs> podcasting very much <laughs> Uh, but no, this man, is a- I could I I could run at least a flute right now. But no, this is a B side episode where we kind of discuss uh, topics that are on the periphery of what our normal kind of bread and butter is. So not bad music per se, but maybe some weird so outside like stories. Because it's on the outside of the bread. Exactly, and butter. it's not the bread or the butter; it's the side dish. Oh, I did not it's think there'd be gonna, a side dish joke. It's going to be the B side dishes now. That's the segment. <laughs> Uh, but no, so today we're not discussing, well, we're discussing music technically, but I stumbled upon this article. Uh, it was from last year, but I hadn't heard about it before, and it was just too too bizarre for me to not not want to talk about it to someone. Uh, the, j- j- I'll just start by reading the title of this article. So this Wait, was from- uh, should we instead err on the side of drama and... For the for the for the imperative word, yes. we do we do like a whole Halloween like, of the you know like that like you want to do that. Well, do you like, actually want to do that then? Okay, sure. So sure. so, so Ooh, we'll, we'll like lean it. into this. Okay, so, so the title of the article and the and the subject of our episode of B sides today, this terrifying synth installation is powered by human. Blood. And then you put in a music cue. Yes, yes, yes. It's playing in the background right now. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so this was from, from Fact Magazine. And at first I was just very confused. A synth powered by human blood. So pretty much all of the uh, information is coming from this article. Um, but the name of the project was Until I Die. And it was done by Russian artist, multimedia, new media artist, Dmitry Morozov, a.k.a. colon, colon, VTOL, colon, colon. Wait, wait, wait. You said that's, he's also known as? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll show you. That, that's, that's the spelling of it. He's, that's he's also art, known as vertical takeoff name. and landing? Yes. 
This was done last year. The name of the project was Until I Die. So from the article, quote, this was shown at at the Kapilica Gallery in, oh, Jesus, Lejubljana, Slovenia, last December. Of course he's Russian. Yes. <laughs> of course a Russian comes up. The... Uh, Music today, very boring, very uninteresting. Uh, what if instruments powered by blood? Yeah, da, da. Powered by blood? Does blood power things? I think it powers me. If it powers me, it must power a xylophone. It powers me and I power xylophone. Therefore, blood powers xylophone. How and it's not a xylophone. It's a synth. I am going to continually call it a blood xylophone for the rest of this episode. It's a great metal band name, but it's not the name of the project. So this, so until I die, uses blood-filled quote-unquote batteries that power a small algorithmic synth module, which plays a sound through a small speaker. It took 18 months for Morozov to collect about 4.5 liters, which is almost eight pints of blood necessary to power the installation. So he literally oh. had to get the blood drained, wait a long enough period of time for his body to just recoup it, and then drain it again. And he did this until he collected. Four and a half liters of blood. He must have been skipping all of Red Cross's phone calls. Red Cross hated him. <laughs> I'm sure he's he's obviously very willing to give blood, but when all of a sudden he's not giving blood, they knew something was up. When they saw this installation, they must have been so pissed. Because you see, I got to say, the installation looks so badass. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys saw it, right? It's like floating containers of blood. It looks like something in like Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Super it's, hygienic. Yes. Yeah. Super hygienic. <laughs> I reject Christ. <laughs> that's what it plays. Yeah, that's what I that's what I scream at it as I look at it. Yeah, so it took 18 months to get the blood necessary to power the installation, which went through a preservation process as was and was diluted to seven liters. When brought into contact with the aluminum and copper of the battery, the electrolytes of the blood generated a small electrical current. So there's literally electrolytes in the blood that are then attached to copper and aluminum. And then these all feed into this machine, which then is able to play music. But there is a video that he posted where he kind of explains this. Although I got to say, uh, it's not his actual voice you're going to hear. It's someone with a um, less Russian accent, I guess, which I don't know why. It's, it's nicer to hear it in his own words, but... He's uh, probably too anemic to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just passing on a couch. No, you, you you do video. I sleep. Now. Vladimir, please please talk interview, please, for me, please. <laughs> this is so... Everything, He's sipping on a little juice box. He's got everything busy, so busy. <laughs> Peanut butter cookie company loved this guy. Oh, right? I'm sure. Uh, nurse could not find vein 27 times. <laughs> this sound installation operates on unique batteries that generate electricity using my blood. The electric current produced by the batteries powers a small electronic algorithmic module. This module creates a tune that plays via a small speaker. The blood used in the installation was stored up gradually over 18 months. Is that the are we hearing? Yes. The sound of blood. Now here's the, here's the thing. I tried, I tried to find like the sound without any talking over it, and I wasn't able to find it. There was a short other little poor quality YouTube video of this, but the other thing is this installation, the battery only lasted eight hours. So oh, he collected four and a half liters of his blood over 
a very long period of time to have a machine play music for eight hours, and then his blood battery died. I mean, it's there's something there's something very um, not off put. Well, it's off obviously it's off putting, but there's just something very I don't know waste. There's something very wasteful about this. This is it's like the equivalent of. Uh, saying, I built an accordion out of bone marrow. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, that bone marrow is pretty useful, like, to save people's lives. And no, such. but he's an artist. <laughs> he's making a point. And this is the fine line I I hate with, like, performance artists and multimedia artists. It's doing things just for the sake of saying you could do them. Granted, this looks pretty badass. Energizer needs to buy this. I yes. want to see the Energizer Blood Bunny, and it's just the walking, Energizer Bloody. It's walking out like this, and like it has a self-powered drum it's because just going, it's just. I reject Christ. Udibiski balskelastil. Istalika mista. Lako ladimana. Lako, lako. Man, I hope people listening know what that movie is. Oh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. It's they have just, to. It's just, yeah, it's so wasteful and so, un, uh, it, like, there's plenty other parts of the human body that generate more power than blood. Well, like, he, he actually talks about it later on in this video. Like, like the whole point dick. wasn't. To- yes, like your dick, Mike. Yes, thank you. All right. <laughs> I made a semen-powered tuba. Oh, I imagined it was like some sort of water wheel. What? What? A- <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying my semen would make a, an, an ever power water wheel? You know, like a grain mill. Like they use the the, yeah. wa- the water flowing over the, yes, the wheel Mike to turn the... that much electricity. <laughs> no, it's not not even electricity generation. It was just the the using the momentum of of like water as it yeah. spins a wheel and grinds grain. Except instead of water, it's um, you know, yeah. It's my buckets of jizz. Yes, it's, it, it's your rainbow sherbet. Yes, my rainbow, my rainbow shout out for last week. Uh, yeah, and then in the video it says it. Mike, you know, compiled four and a half liters of semen, which took him a day and a half. No, see, the problem here is that it wouldn't gen- just having it wouldn't generate enough force to turn the wheel. He has to actively be using it over and over again to turn the wheel. <laughs> To get the momentum, because the momentum needs to be conserved by... Just constantly blowing typhoons into the edge of the wheel. Yeah. So it pushes itself. I will say, there's a lot of force there, Steve. There is a... <laughs> this is how... <laughs> Mike just screaming over and over again, I'm an artist! I'm an artist! <laughs> but at least at the end, you've got grain. That's, that's true. The conservation included a number of manipulations to preserve the blood's chemical composition, color, homogeneity, and sterility to avoid bacterial contamination. See, they the kept total it amount sanitary. of blood conserved was around 4.5 liters. It was then diluted to yield 7 liters, the amount required for the installation. The blood was diluted with distilled water and preservatives such as sodium citrate, antibiotics, antifungal... No, if he was true Russian, it'd be diluted with vodka. I don't think that would it's help. Not with a dilu- the battery. It doesn't dilute. <laughs> Shit. It's if not he's truly water. Russian, his no, blood you... is already mostly vodka. So what's it diluted with? He just said what it was diluted oh, with. Oh, water. Yeah. Yes, water and other you know chemical compounds to prevent like bacterial infection and etc. Not vodka. Uh, I think it could have went with vodka. I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> I would love to see you in like a chemist lab. Just to add vodka to everything. Mike, you've discovered the cure for cancer. See? <laughs> Mike Russell. 
antigens and glucose. The last portion of blood was drawn from my arm during the performance presentation, shortly before the launch of the installation. The operation concept of the installation is to use liquid electrolyte and metals with different oxidation rates as power sources. Such metals as copper and aluminum were used, and the blood contained enough minerals to serve as an electrolyte. No, the goal is to be fucking creepy. Yeah, I was good. <laughs> Yeah, all this this whole video is just so pretentious. He just wanted to be creepy. That's your that's your opinion. That's my theory. I don't know if I disagree actually because he technically could have had this blood power whatever he wanted to. He's essentially just blood power. He's essentially just created a very inefficient battery, but he chose to have it make just like hey the background music of like a yeah. nine inch nails haunted. Hey, house. Vladikov, you know what I did. I went on uh, Amazon, and for 15 bucks in two days, I bought a Tibetan singing bowl. You know what that does? The same thing four liters of your blood does. You know how much blood I used? Two pints. <laughs> I hit it really hard. I had to, no, I had, to, I, had to, I had to earn the 15 bucks. <laughs> does different blood conduct different amounts of electricity like an o type versus the ab type is somebody gonna get s some more battery power these are excellent questions that are completely outside the realm of what we would Again, know on our music blood podcast. does not generate blood is not a power generation source it just it's t it takes oxygen from one part of your body to another and collects carbon dioxide from one part of your body and dumps it out in another place that's what red well that's what red blood is for that's it the fact that it just so happens to carry a charge is incidental to the actual purpose of blood. Listen, sometimes we find out we got multi-purpose, Steve. You know, maybe you're... Yeah, Mike's a triple threat. <laughs> Act Drunk, high, sexual. Well, that's better than I was going to say. Was just, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say actor, dancer, and conducts electricity with blood donations. You, know? you don't need to donate blood to conduct electricity, Mike. Your there are countries with no electricity out there, Steve. <laughs> we as a people need to start donating our blood to make it better. You know, if blood could actually be used as an energy source, do you know how many like genocidal governments would have already started executing people for their sweet, sweet life force? No, but you know... You know what could be used as a power source? So, there there are theories that what we consider on a spiritual level to be a soul uh, actually has a scientific basis in a, um, a, a unique electromagnetic field that differs from person to person, that we sort of can it's sense as our intrinsic, our intrinsic self. Is that also now, if you could harness this soul power... Steve! No! No! If I it's could harness See, we're the power of song right now. If I could harness the power of the human soul to generate enough electricity to power my flying battle platform. <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't so, like the look in your eyes, Steve. I don't like so it. So we have so we'll have tubes. So the bottom of the platform it'll just be tubes with people in them. They'll be unconscious and in uh, medically assisted comas. And then we will combine their electromagnetic essence to prevent to, pre to present a source of power and levitation. But what does the flying death ship do? What doesn't it do? It collects more people to suck the souls out of. So it's a, it's a self-sustaining, self-fulfilling prophecy, essentially. It collects souls to fly around and collect more now, souls. Now, this is, this is, of course, now, naturally, this is, of course, 
after I travel back in time using the ship and uh, win World War II myself. Gotcha. So, and then I'll come so back. you'll take out Hitler. Everyone's like, oh, that was nice. Oh, my God, he's sucking out everyone's souls. I don't suck anyone's souls out, Mike. That's, that's a monstrous thing to do. I medically extract them. I don't extract them. It stays within the body. The person's body just doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> just chill out for a nice long voyage. You've been in a coma. Isn't it great? <laughs> Was that a coma? Isn't it like the Drew, that episode of the Drew Carey show where Drew Carey is, gets put in a coma? And so he has like, he, he lives his best life. Well, no, but he lives his best life in the coma. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I don't want to leave the coma. I'm king. I'm the king of comas. Comas are where I am king. All right, but let's hear a little bit more about this battery. This approach restages experiments to create a direct current battery. For example, the experiments of Luigi Galvani, who serendipitously discovered animal electricity, and Alessandro Volta's famous voltaic pile, which became the prototype of all modern electric batteries. And Count Casanova, who discovered animal magnetism. Aww, Aww, yeah! yeah. Mm, Get the pheromones out! Respects, the visual design was inspired by 19th century engravings of experiments with electricity and batteries. The installation consists of five batteries, each of which has 11 storage tanks containing electrodes. Each battery generates about six tenths. I'm imagining like a corporate hiring video and this is the background music. <laughs> here, at, here at Evercore, we're all about teamwork. Bang! Ding! Bang! Weird bird cages. That's slowly filled with red blood. Yes. Animated. No, it looks so cool. I can almost forgive all other pretensions and everything it else. Looks, it looks like it looks like a scene from Suspiria. It does. This is him. Or like a jigsaw trap. It's him giving the... He's talking. He's, no, it's not him talking. Okay. I did find an interview with him. He speaks English fine. He just has a Russian accent. Once again, he was just passed out. He had his cookie. Oh, that's, that's right. What? What? Because the guy who did this... He's got the right emotionless tone to really make you think this guy's a psychopath. Yeah, like, oh, oh, man. it's like un- it makes me uneasy the yes. entire time I'm listening. Welcome to, to Burger King. Can I take your order? Yes, I Dang. would like <laughs> a Whopper <laughs> Junior. Could you imagine if you just Medium heard that coming from fries. the other side of the microphone? <laughs> and then you drive around and some guy's just banging a gong. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo. <laughs> A drive-thru makes me think. I was say, it's Robert Palmer. Bang a gong! Get it on! Bang a gong! What would a blood-powered car be like? You know, because we got the Tesla. Oh, no, so- give Tesla 10 years. <laughs> Elon Musk is going to come out with a blood-powered car. Like he was on that, he was on Joe Rogan's show. Wait a second. <laughs> blood-powered cars. You know those Tesla charging stations? What you do is just drive your car up. There's just like a human being strapped to like a altar and you just hook your like needle right into that person and it feels your car man i always wanted to feel like i lived in the movie blade yes (laughs) and in new jersey someone else will stick to yes yes it's very generous of them there but you're never sure if you should tip or not because technically like they're getting paid so like it's not like you know I don't know. It's always kind of weird. It's that awkward moment where he's handing you back your now blood smeared like credit card, and you're like, ah, dude, I don't want any singles on me. Ah, <laughs> a series of five batteries generates a total of three volts. A sound unit is connected to the main battery. 
It consists of voltage converters, buffer capacitors, an Axolodi sound module, a small booster with speakers, and a display that shows the voltage after the conversion. This voltage, 6.5 to 7 volts, is the main operating voltage of the sound system. Two mutually re- Do you think, I just wonder like, if he had a brother who was getting married and like this guy's fiance, she, she just says, oh, I hear your brother does music. Can he perform at the wedding? He's like, well, l- l- listen, the Rasputina, I don't know if this is the best idea. No, no, it'll, it'll be great. It'll be great. Have him play. And then he just comes with his giant blood bird cage contraption and starts playing avant-garde <laughs> metallic Tibetan singing bullshit. Halfway through, he's, he loses charge. Oh, excuse me, can someone please come up? I need a recharge. Yeah. Everyone, stick out your stick out your veins. This, this is this this is heavy, Doc. Does it does it run on like regular unleaded gasoline? Unfortunately, no. It requires something with a little more kick. Human blood. <laughs> Stabs Marty. <laughs> Human blood. Did you rip that off? Of course. <laughs> From a group of Transylvanian nationalists. I really want to see this movie now. That would be... Oh, that would be so They wanted me to build them a blood farm, but I took their human blood and in turn gave them a shoddy blood farm farm casing made with used pinball machine parts. (laughs) We'll get you set up with an IV, ready to reload. Forcing concepts form the central premise of the project. The first one is my desire to create a techno-biological hybrid device after several years of fruitful but exhausting work. Calling H.R. Geiger. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is what every evil genius says at the very beginning when they're forming their evil plot. Here, wait, yeah, let's let's hear that one more time. The first one is my desire to create a techno-biological hybrid device after several years of fruitful but exhausting work. Who says that? This device would be... That, that That is no lie, straight up a monologue out of... Uh, the play version of Frankenstein. Yes. <laughs> I I was in I was in a production of Frankenstein, uh, and I I played Victor Frankenstein, and I had this huge like three page monologue that was that for three pages. I was doing I was saying stuff like that. It was super fun, but man, was it exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, imagining that monologue with 4.5 liters less blood in your body than you normally have. <laughs> then you'll know what colon colon V told colon colon feels like. Something that is in all but name me that uses my vitality to create electronic sounds. Moreover, I become the observer looking at my own performance by a device that exists as a result of my efforts and is located outside my body. Yeah, they're called kids. You could just do it that way. You have a couple of kids, you know, you teach them an instrument, and there you go. You can teach them a few instruments. <laughs> Dad, I just want to play the Tibetan bowl. Oh, <laughs> uh, close enough. Uh, all right. <laughs> I would love it if he introduced this grand project saying, listen, I put a lot of sweat and tears into this. That's like that's his. Oh, Nick! <laughs> just, a, just a little joke for you. Ho, ho. That's I was gonna say. That's the uh, that's the that's the small dumb joke that every public speaker puts into the beginning of whatever it is they're about to say. <laughs> He's shuffling cards with like an IV still sticking out of his arm. Knocks it out. Oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> It's ironic that he, he's one of those people that passes out of the sight of blood. Yes. So it just becomes this weird Charlie Chaplin routine of him constantly knock, like trying to read the cards, knocking out the IV. Like, oh, excuse me, I just need to... Fuck. 
Thus, although for only a short period of time, I can achieve my own creative existence. The brevity of the installation's lifespan is a core ingredient. In its ephemerality, it resembles a Buddhist colored sand mandala, which is drawn as a part of a specific sacrament and requires extreme focus. It is then ritualistically dismantled, symbolizing the frailty of life. So he puts it together, yes. and then he goes, all right, as the ritual state, got to take it up, got to dismantle That is us. actually <laughs> true. I've seen those before. The, it, it's, it's, uh, you, these books, they essentially just create this beautiful work of art, and then as soon as it's created, they immediately dismantle it. Now I know uh, this bugging me. It's been bugging me this whole time. I've been trying to figure out what this is reminding me of 100%. This is 100% the... Um, uh, uh, the Dr. Manhattan origin story from the Watchmen movie. Like, complete with the weird, creepy Philip Glass music in the yeah. background, and like, um, I forget what the actor, who the actor who played Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, I, movie. Uh, I know. You. But yeah, it, it, he, he did this, he does the same, like, monotone, like, weird, philosophical, stargazing sort of talk, and the same monotone, the same creepy music in the background. That's exactly what this is. I gotta say, just the person he chose to read his words really colors my opinion on this, because you're right, it's a creepy monotone. Could you imagine all the different celebrities he could have gotten that would have immediately made this scene more interesting? I bet you can, Nick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So the one thing that I really like about this is it's powered by my own vitality. Ooh, yeah. Next. <laughs> the blood machine Next. is powered. <laughs> All right, you win. I don't, you win. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> Exhibiting the installation after its launch means observing the swift decay of life. The installation was up and running for about eight hours after the launch. This was not an attempt to create advanced technology. It was a symbolic act. However, to some degree, the project ironically criticizes alternative energy sources and concomitant ethical questions. Why do you want to criticize that? (laughs) Oh, wind farms, what's next? Humans hooked up to blood uh, machines? I I am sick and tired of hearing everyone talk about other ways to power things. Oh, okay, I have way to power things. I use my blood. Alternative energy. Give me government grant, please. Could you imagine, though, like, uh, you know, six dudes chilling out by a windmill eight hours a day, just letting the blood get flown into the windmill, and that gets Wait, powered to okay, power. that's not how it works. <laughs> Wait, the blood goes into the windmill. No, no, no. And then stop. the windmill just spins. No, he doesn't understand. Stop trying to make sense. No, I want to try to figure out a way no, where it, this could work. Listen, the blood powers a battery, right? Let's say it's not windy, and you want the wind you know, to move. And it's then the windmill, windmill, the windmill powers the real battery. No, what the it's windmill... It's a windmill. Why does the windmill have a mechanism? A windmill is a mechanism. No, what the windmill does is the windmill spins and plump, pumps blood into people until they explode. <laughs> it's an execution device. <laughs> Saves so much money on electricity. Death Clock literally wrote a song called Blood Recute. That's essentially what they have. That's how Blade killed Deacon Frost. Yes. At the end of the first Blade movie. Bring it back to always be trying to ski uphill. What does that mean, Blade? I wanted to be a guy in the background, just be like, what does that mean, Blade? Blade? So, Mike, you're right. It can be an execution device. That's exactly the point you were trying to make, and I just articulated it more clearly. Listen, 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 listen. No, 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 no. You will make sweet music as you die, Dr. Jones. Okay, what if, what if then, you're telling me that this battery couldn't operate, hypothetically speaking, 
that this battery he made couldn't power a windmill. The windmill, you don't power a windmill. The a windmill, windmill powers the things. Wind and it I powers get that things. the windmill powers I stuff. don't think you do. Listen, but I'm saying on a non-windy day, how are you going to get the windmill to spin? You don't. The windmill is there for when it's windy. What I'm saying is because of these arguments that come up, which have come up, that sometimes it's not windy for the windmills. And I think this would be a great counteract is that you, you make them blood windmills. You know? So we get prisoners, we just load them up, and we have their blood power windmills. When it's not windy. <laughs> Give back to the community. Be the power of the blood windmill. Just, Mike, go out handing flyers in Times <laughs> I, Square with no context just saying that. I desperately need you to tell me that you, for real, actually understand why that's a stupid idea. Of course it's a stupid okay. idea, Steve! No, but I also need you but to... I also hypothetically need you, hold on, speaking, hold on. I it also, would work. That is all I'm saying. I also need you to tell me that you understand that that is defeating the whole purpose of a windmill, right? The windmill doesn't exist so that something else can power the windmill. If the wind doesn't power the windmill, then the windmill is useless until the wind picks up. Steve, do you know why the windmill powers things? Ooh, this is an age-old riddle. It is through the kinetic energy, right? So with the kinetic energy of the giant fucking things coming down and back up, it generates electricity. So what I'm saying is on days, because I believe, I believe this, that with just enough force, those big mills coming down and back up generate more electricity than the blood of the people generating the mill. However, how much energy would it take to move those things? Is it equivalent? But you don't need to do it that way. You're interrupting Mike's TED talk. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> no, listen, this is exactly the kind of discussion that I think Colin Colin Vitol Colin Colin wanted his art project to to inspire. You know? We're talking about it. We're talking about alternative energy. Blood alternative energy. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. That's like, that's like saying, okay, well, what happens to the hydroelectric dam when the water stops? How much blood would it take to power the hydroelectric dam? You don't use an alternate source to power the dam. The dam is the thing that powers things. You're not thinking outside Guys, the box, Guys, we have Steve. to move on. <laughs> I need him to tell me that he understands. The component of the installation is the generation of electricity. This is the cornerstone of my creative work. The fact that my body's most important fluid can animate a device designed as an extension. That's debatable. Your most important fluid. Oh, let's see how he feels without his spinal fluid. <laughs> and that's when I jab him in the God spine with a needle not. and extract all the spinal fluid. Yeah, I've got a harpsichord powered by your spinal fluid. What are you going to do now? Nothing. You can't move. You're paralyzed. Go to your mill and cry. <laughs> myself beyond my body is also very significant. Here we come down to the other main premise of my project, blood donation and transfusion as ways of sharing one's vitality with another person, or in my case with a hybrid system. I Where can relate it's much this to needed. Russian cosmism, which attracted many scientists, natural philosophers, and inventors who okay. attempted to create devices and methods to prolong the human lifespan. Okay, does, it, does anybody qualify themselves as a natural philosopher anymore <laughs> a natural philosopher was just is a scientist that's just what they used to be called and now they're called scientists so what the fuck are the natural philosophers doing now what's their deal if that's a thing they're doing temp work at community colleges the key figure in this pursuit alexander bogdanov 
founded the Soviet Union's Institute of Hematology and Blood Transfusion. Oh, well, that In inspires all manner of confidence, doesn't it? <laughs> I am, I am a former head scientist of Soviet Union research on human blood. You trust us, yes. da? You trust us, human blood studies. Why do you need so much blood? What exactly are you studying? Oh, you know, we study blood, the diseases. We try to come up with cures. That's all you're doing with the blood, right? Of course, we are a Soviet Union. What would we be using blood for other than that? Cue, you know, cut to like the weird like Stalin super science lab where there's like gorillas with human brains attached to the top of their heads with wires. <laughs> Close the curtain! Close the curtain! <laughs> ...himself to improving the technology of blood transfusion, which he viewed not only as a medically necessary life-saving procedure, but also as a metaphysical act yielding a brotherhood of blood among revolutionaries and, later, among all the citizens of a new and progressive nation. A yeah, brotherhood of blood! <laughs> Sorry, I had, oh. to do my, I had to do the How Succeed Business bit. But could you imagine going to a doctor saying, oh, we just need, you know, we need to do some blood work. We, actually, we, you will need a blood transfusion. It's important. But it's also a metaphysical bond between you and the person whose blood you're receiving. Just imagine if your doctor told you that. Oh, my God. Yo, I've always wondered. It would know, be awesome. You know, it would. <laughs> blood brothers for life. Oh, or sisters, I suppose. He also viewed blood transfusion as a way for elderly people to share their experiences and the expertise with young people. The okay, by that, all he means is while you're getting the blood transfusion next to the old person, they can tell you about Vietnam. <laughs> I tell you about the Great War. I wasn't present for it, but I read a lot about it at school. I was in Da Nang in 64. We were trapped behind the lines. Viet is everywhere. <laughs> Uh, nurse, how much longer will this take? <laughs> I saw Johnny die. You look I like Johnny! I saw Johnny die. With my, his head was in my hands, and he was crying tears of blood, and he just said, Why? Beep, 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 why, Billy, why? Beep, 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 beep. Sounds like someone needs a peanut butter cookie. Get that out of my hand! Mululai! Mululai! <laughs> Youth, in turn, could rejuvenate the elderly, he believed. In his science fiction novel Red Star, published in 1908, Bogdanov first described his ideas about the possibility of achieving immortality and eternal youth through blood transfusion. Jesus Christ. He was not only a physician and scientist, but also a philosopher oh. and communist ideologue. He actually put his studies into practice, verging on occultism. His practices were more closely related to Soviet mysticism than to medicine. In many respects, my installation is a similar metaphysical act, but between man and machine rather than between human beings. Neat! You know what's great about a robe, uh, like a, uh, this whole synth thing? I feel like it doesn't matter what kind of blood you get, right? It could be bad blood, it could be good blood, it could be... So Taylor Swift blood. <laughs> I hear all she's got is bad blood. Maybe now we got bad <laughs> blood, and now it powers a robot. <laughs> and the robots killed my dad. Hey! So yes, you're right. A variety of blood could be used. I, it, I listen, think he was it, trying it, to make a different point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll just hijack whatever you said and then use it to make my own point. Yeah, I just do 
Whatever. It's fine. No, was there was no, there something? No, that's fine, Nick. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> fuck fuck the thing I had to say. That's great. <laughs> Mike, I want to hear so badly what you had to say. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> was it about the blood mill? It was about the blood Synths, mill. Synths, blood, synthetic blood. Listen, if this machine could do covers, I would be much more impressed. <laughs> yeah, wait, why does if, it... if the blood machine was like playing I Believe I Can Fly, like I'd be more impressed. Why whoever made this makes such a shitty music machine? Yeah, like, you think I, you can't you can't have <laughs> A synth powered by blood and then have it play like Bobby McFerrin's uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it kind of kills the aesthetic you were going for. But. Yeah, you you start the blood machine up. (laughs) Baby shark. Baby shark. Bloody shark. That's nice. Don't. Don't worry. (laughs) Ding. Be happy. Ding. Don't worry. Be happy now. Oh. But yeah, so he's also made other experimental instruments, but this was the most kind of visually arresting, the one that stood out the most. Um, I, w- I can't wait for the day where you can go into a guitar center and just pick up your blood. I almost said blood xylophone. Blood xylophone, Damn it, right? No, it's a blood right? Xylophone. <laughs> just plays under the sea. Do, 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 do. You played the xylophone, right? I did. I did a four mallet solo. <laughs> yes, we know. yes, we're right. Jeez, you're <laughs> the like, peak of your life. There I was doing solo. my Nisma solo it's, senior it's, year. It's your Al Bundy story. <laughs> like, it's somehow even sadder than, like, I scored four touchdowns in a single game. It's not even that. It's I did a four. I used four yeah. mallets in a I single solo. If you. Solo. Forty years from now, when you're an old man getting a blood transfusion, that's the story you're gonna be telling to the poor kid. Did I tell you about my four mallet solo? Oh wait, sorry. Hey, listen. <laughs> so there I was at Nismo. I used four mallets, and then Johnny's, and then Johnny's head was in my hands. <laughs> and he was bleeding tears of blood. Beep 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 beep. What, Johnny? Why'd they take you too? Mr. Russell, it looks like someone needs a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're a cookie monster as well. I have so many characters, it's great. Cookie Russell. So that is the blood xylophone, for lack of a better term. I am both a huge fan and a huge opponent. Kind of me site. too. Yeah, me too. Because Tech's got a backup dude before we start harvesting humans, and it's right around the corner, man. So you're saying we need to get to the harvesting human points. We just need to back up and slow down a little bit before just, we get yeah, there. Just a couple steps back, you know? That's why I'm not an organ donor. No? Me neither, dude. No, I am an organ oh. donor. I'm, I'm not it's a monster. Part of, it's part of Steve, Steve's gotcha journalism bit. I exposed you as an asshole. Gotcha. Listen, I I don't know. How do I feel about my organs? Uh, probably, they, you don't care prob- about them very much based I was on the gonna, way you treat them, I was especially say, your liver. They probably feel worse about you than you feel about them. It's um, probably for the best that you're not an organ donor. I'm just saying, guys, if you get frozen after you die and you come back and you gave away your organs, what do you do then? Nothing, because that doesn't work. Because if you freeze your brain, it dies. What if it didn't, though, Steve? What but if- it does! <laughs> I'm just saying, in an instance. 
Well, that's a discussion for another time. But in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on pretty much any platform you so desire. And you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and uh, Mr. Mike Russell. Uh, that's right. Yeah, you can find me on MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR. Or on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And yeah, like Nick said, you know, uh, listen to us on the uh, Apple Podcast. Leave us a uh, a review, five stars preferably. That'd be great. And uh, yeah, let us know some song suggestions, mailman to the Sontops Report at gmail.com. And you know, whether bizarre, noteworthy, terrible. Uh, and also let us know what kind of instrument you would power and with what wh- which one of your fluids. Is it a So choose an instrument and then a fluid or the other way around? Is it a saliva flute? That sounds like a card game, like a cards against humanity sort of game. <laughs> you all right, the, 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 put- the, the, the white card is the instrument and then the black card is the uh, uh, vital organ it is made out of and or the vital fluid that it is powered by. And then you pick a third black card that has a different vital fluid or organ, and then you have to play them against each other. Oh, my God. Then I would, I would start a rock group called the Kidney Stones. Yes. Because it, it would be... Yes. You know. and, then I, and then I would put... That is put clever, a, Steve. Give him credit for that. And then <laughs> I would put a bomb on their tour bus. <gasps> wow. Watch as there's a band named the Kidney Stones out there, actually, and they end up getting bombed. Damn it. And then you look like a boob. <laughs> I look like a big boob. <laughs> but not the good kind. No. The bad boob. Yes. So baby, now we got bad boob. I was gonna say that's that's uh, that was the alternate title to Michael Shore's The Good Place. Yo, what kind the of bad ins- poop? The bad boob. What kind of instrument would you run on boobs? Gee, I don't know. Maybe any of the instruments that is always equated with boobs. You know what? Never mind. Let's let's finish the show. The piccolo. No, uh, Steve. Where may we find you? I can the piccolo. The boobiest instrument of all. You can find me. Um, miming off mic. Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at your man Trollo and at stephentrollinger.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I don't drink wine. And we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>